Gotcha. Hi, this is Victor Cha, Georgetown University and CSIS in Washington, D.C., and I'm here with Robert Kelly, Pusan National University in Seoul, and we're talking about North Korea policy for the next administration in the United States, the Biden administration. Uh, I wrote a piece last week in Foreign Affairs magazine looking at what the Biden administration might consider in terms of North Korea. And essentially, um, it came down to sort of three points. The first was that it would be important to get back to some sort of capping and freezing of North Korea's nuclear, nuclear weapons program. Uh, since it has been a runaway program, we've had uh, 50 ballistic missile tests um, during President Trump's time in office and a hydrogen bomb test. So get back to a freeze. But after a freeze, I suggested we move to a political track and try to create a more normal political relationship between the United States and North Korea, because that political relationship would then provide the foundation for working together on the more difficult parts of denuclearization, including a verifiable declaration, uh, as well as uh, threat reduction efforts like codifying a missile freeze, codifying a nuclear test ban, codifying uh, a ban on production of fissile material. So it's not necessarily new pieces. I mean, these things have all been talked about before, but it's trying to organize them in a different way to see if we can make more progress than we've made in the past. Bob? Yeah, I think the, the the piece is good. I think it's a it's a basic start for the Biden people and and how they might move forward. I, I have sort of a couple of comments on this. Um, the first is that anything that I think one of the things we learned from Trump's engagement with the North Koreans is that they're not going to give us much unless we give them something substantial. And I think that we need to have a, a discussion in the West, in Washington D.C., in Seoul about what exactly we're willing to give up to the North Koreans. Do we want to give them? money? Do we want to give them recognition? Do we want to give them strategic concessions here in South Korea? That's sort of, I think, the, the biggest missing piece in the discussion about North Korea. What are we willing to, to give up to get serious movement on nuclear weapons? Um, that would be, that's the sort of the major um, point that I had. And the other one I sort of like, particularly from the, from the piece, is the, the emphasis on smaller workable deals rather than shooting for one big bang deal. I think this is one of the things that really undercut the Trump administration's effort. They kept shooting for a complete, verifiable, irreversible disarmament, sort of going for the whole show in one big bang deal. And strategic trust between the two sides is so low, I think that's just unworkable. I think it's better to go for smaller things, smaller steps, you know, a few warheads here in exchange for something there and build upward towards something major like a peace treaty and recognition. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, I think if the, we've learned one thing from the past efforts at denuclearization diplomacy, they haven't led to a reduction in North Korea's nuclear weapons programs. They, they've led to an increase, like I said, right. <clears throat> despite three summit meetings between Trump and the North Korean leader, we had 50 ballistic missile tests and a hydrogen bomb test. On the point about what to give up, that is always the difficult thing uh, from right. a U.S. perspective, what they're willing to give up. And I didn't go so much into that except for laying out some basic principles, because I really don't think you can know in advance what you're willing to give up till you're actually in the negotiation. It's like a battle plan. You can have one and it survives first contact with the enemy and then, <laughs> and then you're ad living after that. But I think one important principle is you can't give up alliance equities willy nilly, like suspending exercises and things of that nature, which Trump did without even telling the South Korean ally or the Japanese that he was going to do that. Yeah, um, that that will be when I think about what we might give up. I, that's actually sort of the, the the lowest on my list of actually making strategic concessions of sort of like you said, you know, uh, reducing um, 
uh, military drills or, or or cutting back sort of the size of U.S. forces. I would rather rather look at other sort of political concessions or maybe even financial concessions. Um, in the North Korea, North Korea is pretty poor. For example, there's sort of development initiatives that we could provide. So there are things we can do without cutting into, as you said, sort of the core core alliance issues. If we're gonna, you know, even put that on the table, we have to get an awful lot from from North Korea. And I just I don't think we're there. We have to start sort of small and work up. And to that point, I would just add one other thing in terms of the negotiating and starting small and, and, and having this be more workable. Um, I think one other thing that might help with the Biden administration in contrast to Trump is getting out of the media. I think one of the reasons that the Trump initiatives also kind of flew off the rails is that it was grossly overexposed. And I think it would help a lot if we can remove this from sort of all the lights and the camera and the focus on whether or not Trump is going to get a Nobel Prize and who is Kim Jong-un shaking hands with when he goes to Singapore. All of that, I think, brought in a lot of external commentary and a lot of excess weight and baggage and 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 higher expectations, um, our expectations that were too high. And I think it undercut that. I think it would be better if we move this down a level and, and took it out of the limelight for a while where, where the, the wonks could sort of hammer out specific swaps. Yeah, take it out of the limelight and take it out of the politics. I mean, it get this, yeah. this North Korea negotiations gets very political, but it, it shouldn't be. Um, and like you said, um, nor, nuclear negotiations really are rocket science. And so, right. they, so they really yeah. do require experts and not right. self-aggrandizing politicians who are trying to do these negotiations. So there's no disagreement there. Uh, yeah, I guess the only other thing I would add sort of in our last 30 seconds is um, that if we have normalization, that I hope we can get a lot from that um, from, from North Korea. I would argue that normalization is actually a pretty big deal. The South Korean constitution, for example, says that it doesn't recognize North Korea. So if we're actually get into serious political normalization with the North Koreans, we should get a pretty good deal for that, some movement on human rights, some movement on, on nuclear weapons, but something really substantial because I think that's actually a pretty major concession from our end. Yeah, and especially since there, the war has never ended on the Korean right. peninsula, this would be a good way to end the war. Right. 